Okay. So, so I need to call roll. Yes. Okay. So uh, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Good to see everybody. And uh, let me uh, uh, follow Bobby's instructions here, and I will call roll, and you will need to respond orally. So unmute yourself, um, if you will. Uh, Jim Carpenter. Here. Uh, Eileen Horn. Here. Dustin Stumbling Bear. Stumbling Bear. Rachel Reed. Here. Burdell Loomis. Hugh Carter. Here. Sammy Turner. Here. <laughs> Bonnie Johnson. Here. John Wilson. Here. And Ursula Minor. Here. Okay. So let's see. First item on the agenda is approval of the minutes. John, just a reminder, I need to take care of the housekeeping and the procedure. Oh, I'm sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. All right. So just as a reminder um, that the meeting is being broadcast and recorded on the City of Lawrence YouTube channel. The public chat function is disabled and all chats will go directly to me. When you are not participating in the meeting, please mute your microphone. When you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, please turn your video off. You will still be able to hear the meeting. You can turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you are not participating allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. If you have any trouble, please feel free to send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute microphones and or turn off people's video to minimize distractions. Please also remember to state your name every time you speak for the benefit of those listening remotely. Chair, if there is a motion made and seconded, please call on task force members individually to provide their vote, then announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. When the chair calls for public comment on an item, individuals participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. The raise hand function may appear in different places on your Zoom menu depending on the device you are using and which version of Zoom you have. Individuals will be called upon by name in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. When you are called on, please unmute and state your name. Comments will be limited to three minutes. When the chair calls for in-person public comment, individuals should raise their hand to indicate they wish to speak. Staff present will direct you to the podium to speak following social distancing and safety protocols. Please state your name before speaking. Comments will be limited to three minutes. Thank you. Now I'll return the meeting back to you, John. Okay. This is John Nalbandian. So Bobby still, uh, Mr. Sands is the only one, uh, the public comment? He's the only one that registered online and there is nobody here in attendance. Okay. So uh, first, we will um, approve the minutes. Uh, we actually need a motion to do that. So would somebody make a motion to approve the minutes? Uh, this is Hugh Carter. I'd move to approve the minutes. Okay, is there a second? Second. Eileen Horn seconds. Uh, all those in favor? Uh, what do we do? Just raise your hand okay you need, you need to call each member and ask for their vote oh <laughs> it's been a long time okay um ursula minor how do you vote i move to approve uh rachel reed i'm i vote approve uh, bonnie johnson you're muted bonnie yeah approve uh jim carpenter Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Turner? Yes. Okay. Let's see. John Wilson? Yes. And Hugh Carter? 
Yes. Eileen Horn. Yes. And John Nalbandian will say yes as well. Okay, uh, I think since we only have one uh, public comment and I believe Robert wants to comment on the rank choice voting, is that correct, Robert? Uh, well, I mean, that was that was what I had sent out, and that was really just in response to uh, some of the comments I heard. So it, oh. it, it doesn't have to be a uh, comment regarding rank choice voting. And I, I guess I would just ask Bobby if uh, if there's just going to be one uh, period of public comment, then I can I can say my piece now or if we're going to do one when we, as, as the committee moves on to the agenda items. Is there going to be a period of public comment for that as well? Probably not, I would assume. Uh, this is John Nalbandian. Uh, Robert, do you have a comment that's uh, connected to one of the uh, agenda items? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, both of them, actually. I'd just like to give uh, my perspectives on both of them. Oh, okay. I don't well, know how... Why don't I was going to just... say, I don't know how this one's going to go, but, uh, uh, you know, normally from my experience at Planning Commission, there's a staff, uh, a staff report and then public comment and then committee deliberation. So I can give it before or after. The... Okay, why don't you wait until we discuss it then, and then you can That's... see where we are, and then... Well, um... Thank you. And then you can weigh in uh, as you see as you see fit. Okay, so our first item on the agenda is to discuss the values-based context for the modifications. Uh, we suggest in our role as a task force on modifications in council-mandated form of government in Lawrence. So this is uh, we have a we had a document, and um, I want to thank Eileen for suggesting the values in the first place. And then for, I asked uh, Professor Loomis to add a couple having to do with performance. And he took, took that a step further and he um, provided a paragraph uh, of, of each of those values. Um, I asked uh, to do that because I think um, this, these values uh, and these value statements, to me, they give a, a per perspective for our work uh, and that we ought to be able at the end to be able to view our work through this perspective and see whether or not, um, whether or not it's consistent. So I guess my first question is, assuming you've had a chance to take a look at that document. Um, are, is there anything there that anyone wants to take issue with or comment on? Does it look okay to you? This is John Nalbandian. Uh, John, Hugh Carter here. So actually, I'm not certain when we talk about a system, you know, asking about values, which system provides the best, we don't actually have a set of here's our choices of systems. We have every option in the world available. And so for me, that just makes it a little more difficult for me to say, here's, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm open to, I, I guess I'm very visual. So with doing this by Zoom is difficult. I imagine if we were in the school, you'd have something on the board and we'd be talking about, as we look at different systems, the pros, cons, et cetera, right? Okay, that is, uh, this is John now Bandian, and that is a good point. And so um, system is probably not an accurate word there. We're probably talking more about, um, which, um, uh, which are the what kind of modifications are the modifications we are making? Do they provide the best and most fair represent, represent representation for all our citizens? Do the modifications we're suggesting have better results? Promise better results in terms of voter engagement? Is something like that more attractive? Um, maybe except that we don't have the Hugh Carter here. Um, 
we don't really have a recommendation that we're commenting on. So no, we don't. And and so what I'm thinking is it's John Nalbandian again. What I'm thinking though is that these um, these do provide some. Uh, to me, they provide a values lens mm-hmm. that as we are talking about these things and once we once we're thinking about these recommendations that we're going to make, we can ask the questions that are implied in these six. That's the way I see this. Elaine, you're shaking your head. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, I just, I guess what I thought about them, I thought about them as like a filter that we would pass recommendations through. So we could consider each recommendation and kind of pass it through the the filter of those ideas and then kind of do a gut check. You know, do we have data to support that this is going to, you know, improve discourse or improve representation, et cetera? Gotcha. Yeah, Hugh, you're shaking your head. So... I'm assuming that that's, how about the rest of you? If we substitute, you know, some of the language in there uh, as uh, as I've suggested, uh, does that make sense to you all? Or anyone want to take issue with it? Rachel, you're gonna, t- I can tell you want to say something. Um, <laughs> no issue at this time, but uh, okay. probably, uh, definitions. The uh, um, the third one. What system is most equitable? Ensuring that we hear from voices traditionally left out of our government structures. Um, you know, I, I've uh, done my best to find out what RCV Mayor and STV Commission uh, mean, but I can't find, I I grew up in a world of acronyms, um, having a career in the Army and working for the Army. But I don't know what RCV and STV mean. Yeah, uh, this is John Nelbandian. RC rank choice uh, system and the other- Rank choice voting, okay. Rank choice voting. And the other is, I think- uh, a uh, special district, something or other. Okay, all right. That, yeah, that makes a, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. John, uh, Hugh Carter here, STV, I wrote single transferable vote. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, Hugh. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but uh, we can do some homework on that. Mm-hmm. So we can work, yeah, John? Yes, John Wilson. I was just thinking about um, uh, the item one of being uh, fairest representation and then item three being equitable and just thinking about the challenges of, of, of a system that's fair and then also what is our definition of equitable because sometimes those can be d- different or are different. And so my sense is that on the number three equitable is particularly looking at racial and ethnic equity potentially and then number one is just kind of fairness from a civics perspective and a representation of uh, yeah so that's so that maybe that's the reaction i have to that it's good yeah i think uh let's see as i was well, one more thing if you don't mind john it's john wilson yeah is just thinking about, because I, I imagine I will use it uh, and not mean mean it literally, but when we talk about the idea of citizens, like there's the citizen of an engaged resident and then there's citizens being a legal status. And I would just maybe clarify for the group that we want, you know, that, they're, that when we're talking about our community, there are, there are residents who can't vote, but who are impacted by decisions. So, if we could use residents, but also represent, recognizing we're talking about citizenship, which is more about civic participation. I'm making a note. Yeah, we have citizens, we have voters, we have residents. <laughs> so we do have we do have those differences uh, that we have to uh, deal with. And I'm going to substitute systems.
Okay, that's helpful. Alicia, when I when I look at these things, when I when I do my work uh, talking talking with others, I say that um, basically what what politics is about is uh, four sets four values um, that uh, define a democratic government. One is representation, and two is effectiveness, efficiency. Three is equity, and four is individual rights. And that what we have here is, I think those values are embedded in these six in these six uh, principles, and that's why I'm so comfortable. Um, I'm so comfortable with. Uh, I, I am comfortable with them, given the modifications you all are suggesting. Any other comments on these? I, yeah, I, I had my little hand up, but I guess I need to just jump in verbally. Um, this is Bonnie Johnson. I have um, sort of two questions. Um, well, the first question is more about how the task force is going to work. Will we have... Um, suggestions for we need information about X and there's a staff member or members assigned to us who can go find that information and then bring it back at a future meeting or are we each individually responsible for gathering information? What I'm, this is John Nelvin Indian. Uh, Bonnie, that, uh, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to see what kinds of questions come up. And depending on those, um, it may be that I can ask individual members who want to de uh, delve into it to do that. Uh, there may be you or I uh, or Loomis or others who have particular knowledge about subjects. If we need to, we can create a uh, sort of a subset of the task force to look into certain kinds of learning, certain kinds of things. Um, so that's the way I see that. I mean, um, I've been doing a couple of things, I just to share with you all. Um, I, um, I wrote to um, a few of uh, people I think and consider very thoughtful city managers uh, from different parts of the country. And I asked them, uh, I told them we're thinking about a directly elected mayor and, um, and roles and responsibilities of the mayor. And can you tell me what you think makes an effective directly elected mayor? And so I'm gathering some of that information for you. And I will, uh, I'll make a list of those things so that we're not you know, we don't have to be starting from, totally starting from, from scratch. In addition, um, on the rank choice voting that I know uh, at least Professor Loomis uh, Bird is gonna, is, wants to push. And it seems to me that that is worth exploring because the uh, National Civic League in its newest edition of the Model Cities Charter is going to recognize at-large voting for uh, council members, governor body members, but it is not going to recommend it because it simply reinforces majority rule. And so they are, they are in effect, what they are doing is um, recommending districts or a combination of districts and at large, or ranked choice voting. Um, for the ranked choice voting, what I have done so far is um, I've got online and, and there's a lot of information online. There's YouTube videos on, on this stuff as well. But I have also written to the, uh, the city manager in San Leandro, California, 
and also in Berkeley, California, where they have been utilizing ranked choice voting in their municipal elections for over 10 years. And so I'm asking them uh, not how does it work, but you know, is it like, is it effective, pros and cons, and so on and so forth. So uh, I just sent that out. So we'll see what those uh, responses, what re those responses are. Uh, there's also, um, okay, uh, Sammy, go ahead. Well, and I have oh. my second thing that- Oh, I'm sorry, so Bonnie. That's, that's okay. Um, my, my second thing was that, um, on kind of listing the values, I was, uh, um, yeah, and this is Bonnie Johnson, by the way, I was thinking more in terms of it not being necessarily um, questions uh, like, you know, uh, uh, being fair. Um, I was thinking in terms of just what are the things that we're interested in finding out? What difference does an elected mayor or do districts or uh, the kind of different variations we're interested in, what difference does that make for representation? Or what difference does that make uh, for civility or um, cooperation or economic development or social justice? And just like listing, what is it that we're interested in? Citizen participation we're interested in those things and we need to find out what difference these different forms of government make and just kind of having that list. And then we look at what the research and experiences of others say about representation, about innovation perhaps, um, and that that's how we go about it. And at, so that was my suggestion on, the, the values and what it is we are needing to find out. Um, okay. So there's okay. that. Thank you. Sammy? Hi, uh, this is Sammy Turner. Um, I kind of had a similar question about the procedure, like how the task force is gonna run similar to um, what Bonnie was saying earlier. Um, do we have any specific like benchmark dates besides the one in June um, to kind of like keep us on track um, for us to like, you know, make that recommendation. Um, are there any other like big things that we need to decide in between or I don't know. Uh, this is John now Bandian, I, we don't. So uh, what I was thinking is that uh, based on our meeting last time and the comments that people made it seemed to me that the idea of a directly elected mayor for four years was pretty much a consensus agreement on that. What we haven't explored is a little more on what that would entail and what kind of responsibilities in specifically that person would have. Um, but I thought if tonight we could agree that um, the directly elected mayor for a four-year term is where we want to start, then the next step would be to look at some specific uh, roles or responsibilities of that mayor, and I'm, I'm thinking in those terms, um, we don't, as far as I know in Lawrence, and I asked Bobby if there's a job description or something that describes the mayor's role, and apparently there is not. And so what we know is that um, the mayor in Lawrence at this point um, can suggest recommend appointments to various boards and commissions pending on council approval. But, and then we know that the mayor presides over the meetings, but that's about, <laughs> that's, that's about it. 
what we don't have are things like uh, the mayor will provide a state of the city address annually. Uh, that address will tell us where we've been, where we are, and where we are headed. Um, the mayor will vote as a member of the governing body, or the mayor will only vote in case of a tie. Um, there, are, there are a few other um, um, uh, um, you know, roles and so on that we can, we can be, we can be more specific, we can identify. And that's where I'm hoping I can bring a list to you um, and then we can look at it and maybe with um, maybe through some of the some of the lenses that uh, Bonnie has suggested and maybe Bonnie if you write those out that we can we can explore that further but I don't think that that's going to be our biggest issue I think the biggest issue is going to be the are we going to do districts? Are we going to do at large? Are we going to do ranked choice voting? Um, if we do districts, how on earth are we going to, um, you know, draw the districts and so on and so on, so on and so forth. Rachel? Um, yes, this is Rachel Reed. Uh, one question uh, reacting to what Bonnie said about uh, equitable participation. I think that's that's what she was talking about. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we need to look at how much it costs to uh, run for um, city commission and run for mayor. Um, you've got some people who are excellent leaders um, and uh, work really well with with the community and with a group of people, but you know they don't have the money to run to run a successful campaign. So that's one thing that um, concerns me is. Um, okay. equitable participation. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Um, Ursula? Um, I was just thinking about what Sammy and Bonnie had talked about. And with along with Sammy, could we have like a timeline of sorts? I, um, I feel like, you know, our task force has an end. I see, I, we know when it's supposed to end, but I feel like if we had a timeline on where we should be by certain points. So we know what, you know, what we, okay. if we stay too long on something, you know, where, what direction we should go or how fast we should be moving. Okay. Um, would you like me to try to draw something up like that? Yes, that would be, I think it would be good for all of us. Okay. Uh, and then, um, I'll draw up a timeline and then we can, uh, I guess we'll have to discuss it at our next meeting, but uh, that's the way they, I will, I will be glad to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, any, anything, and oh, I, I do want to do, um, I think what would be, I don't know, I don't want to be premature here, um, but if we are agreed on the directly elected mayor for four years, um, why don't we formally, uh, someone make a motion, uh, let's talk about it a little bit if we need to, uh, then let's vote on it and we can, we can, Chalk that one, chalk that one up. Anybody want to make that motion? Uh, oh, John, it looks. This is Sammy Turner. It looks like um, Robert Sands has his hand up. Oh, I'm no. sorry. 
Um, yeah, let's get Robert and then Rachel has her hand up too. Go ahead, Robert. Uh, thanks, sir. Uh, so I was I was going to make some comments about some of the discussion <clears throat> around um, the values. Um, well, first, let me make a, a short suggestion at what um, Ursula Minor mentioned about a, a timeline. Uh, so tonight you're talking about the mayor. I, I think that's well and good. I think you can outline a month to talk about the pros and cons of districting, a month to talk about the pros and cons of a voting system, of a change of a voting system. And then, and then that still leaves you, well, that doesn't leave you a whole lot of time, but you can maybe coalesce a form, a, 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 a recommended form before you, you have to close this out. Um, I, I want to make another recommendation. Uh, I, I think districting would be a lot easier. I think studying districting would be a lot easier than, than maybe we, we think right now. If we get county, the county elections office would be the ones who I would think will draw those boundaries. If if we can have staff reach out to them uh, early and have Jamie Shu develop, maybe not some not not mapping anything, but talking about maybe a number of how many districts would be most appropriate for the for the size of the city of Lawrence. So Topeka, I think, is 120-ish thousand. Um, probably more by now. I think they've got nine wards. I, I may be mistaken on that. I just work there. I don't vote there. Uh, but but I think Jamie's office would be a good resource to go, okay, Emporia has five council members. Topeka has nine. Uh, Wichita has 13,000 or, you know, and, and look at, um, compare apples to Kansas, Kansas apples to Kansas apples, because we, we operate under the same uh, law structure in the state of Kansas. So while I agree that that when we're talking broad break, broad based concepts like uh, does this system, how does this system work on voter engagement in Berkeley, California, you mentioned, I think that's a great question to ask. But when we start getting start narrowing our focus a little bit, we need to stick with with Kansas examples. So th those are two suggestions. And I'm trying to keep my my comments to around three minutes. Um, just someone interrupt me if I go on too too long. I think uh, the the concept of looking at these things uh, through values uh, is is spot on. I appreciate all the work um, that Professor Loomis and Eileen put into developing the list and then expanding on the list. Uh, one of the concerns that really stuck out to me was um, was the concept of of in a direct and, and I'm trying not to advocate for any one system right now. I'm just trying to explain my thoughts. Um, in the system where we have a representative delegate, a district or a ward, does that or could that lead to districts or wards fighting each other, a tit for tat voting, those kinds of things? And to that, I would I would make mention that the the two things you cannot take out of politics are politics and politicians. Um, maybe, but. I think a lot of that mainly goes toward the perception that voters would have of that district. Well, so-and-so is not representing us. So-and-so is, is, is always siding with this other person, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we need to, we need to not be afraid. We not, we not be afraid of what a, of, of perception that a system could use. We need to develop the best, most representative system we can for Lawrence. Okay, um, uh, Robert. I think you you're stretching. Minutes. You're stretching the three minutes here. Okay. All right. All right. I'm I'm done. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, uh, Rachel. You wanted to say something. Um. Yes. The uh, the districting. Uh, uh, Jamie Shoe's office uh, can access software that will draw equitable. Um, districts if we choose to go that route <clears throat> excuse me um i recommend if we choose that route that we use that software so that the districts are populated uh correctly uh, rather than the nightmare that exists because <laughs> things were drawn in topeka right by people that don't know how to color between the lines. Um, 
the uh, going back to the mayor um, uh, and the commission members, um, we haven't talked about it yet, but um, I propose that all of those are at large as ra rather than partisan. Uh, that's different. Right. Nonpartisan. It's okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm using the wrong terminology. That yeah. probably is, but uh, that that's a different subject. Okay. All right. Well, um, I have corresponded with Jamie Shu about this issue, and he um, he referred me to a Kansas uh, state statute that um, that provides. Uh, actually, it's requirements for how, for uh, the criteria that should be used in drawing districts. So those criteria are established by state law. Uh, Jamie also said, uh, as Rachel indicated, that they do have the uh, GIS data, and that what he could do is to um, to show. Uh, city staff how to utilize that how to utilize that information so um, so we have those things those those possibilities if we want to go by districts and I, I think we need to keep in mind that no matter what we decide on any of these issues there will be pluses and minuses that there is no correct way of there's no correct answer to whether there should be this or whether there should be that. There are pluses and minuses of both. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, Rachel? Um, I was thinking about what I said. I should have said partisan and nonpartisan. Yes. As opposed to partisan and at large. Yes. My apologies. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's not a problem. All right. Uh, can we move ahead with a somebody make a motion about um, directly elected mayor for four year term? Hey, hey John, uh, this is Eileen Horn. I, um, I feel a little uncomfortable about voting on the concept until we've discussed the job descriptions. So as you outlined there, there's a lot of nuance there about what the directly elected mayor actually does. Um, so if it's like a vote that we're interested in learning more about the concept, I'm comfortable with that. Um, but if it's a vote to commit that that's one of our recommendations at this point, I'm not quite sure I'm there yet because I don't feel like we've maybe talked through the, the roles and the job description of this person. Okay, so what if, um... What if we then don't vote, but we just say at this point, we have a not permanent, but not exactly fragile uh, consensus on a directly elected mayor for four years. Uh, and we try to work from that, uh, from that position. If we don't, it's gonna get really complicated because for example, you know, contrasting their roles and responsibility of a directly elected mayor with somebody who is elected or is selected by the council for a one-year term because he or she got uh, the most votes in the last election is it's very different. So I think, you know, can we can we move from that tentative consensus then? Um, well, and John, yeah, Bonnie. And this is Bonnie Johnson. I was um, kind of based on what I heard last week. There seems to be interest in districts. There's interest in a directly elected mayor. Interest in interest in slightly longer terms, maybe for mayor or some mix of the council members. And um, interested interest in the um, ranked voting, and it sounds like that those that 
and along with mayor is just there there are different powers and we would need to talk about those when when i was going back and looking at the research on forms of government it was helpful for me to have those things in mind as i looked at the research so that i could throw i could ignore the stuff on you know strong mayor on I could kind of just ignore that and then hone in on these couple of things that we're interested in. And so maybe our next steps are to, under each one of those values that we're looking at form of government with those things in mind that we've said we're interested in. And then once we have that, we can start looking at, you know, yeah, we really do want a directly elected mayor and we'd like it this amount of, of time and with these powers. Um, and, oh gosh, you know, that means that we really should have districts or it means we shouldn't. Or, I mean, I, I think we need to kind of gather the information, but we now have a, we have our arms around a, a set to look at. and We don't have to look at everything. Um, and so I, I think we've got that we've got a framework we can use now um, so that we're not trying to look at the whole world of form of government, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, are there other comments about that? I mean, I think that makes sense, uh, but we need a starting point. And I mean, it just seems to me that, uh, uh, I don't know, for me, the logical starting point is Let's look at the mayor and let's look at the mayor's roles and responsibilities. So maybe what we can do is um, maybe we can make a list. I mean, uh, some of us can make a list. We don't all have to do this all together, but we'll make a list of possible responsibilities of the mayor and then we can have a discussion of those and then, um, you know, kind of decide that and then move on to the district, uh, the district issue. Does that, does that make sense? I think so, John. Hugh Carter here. Um, I, I think that makes sense, and we don't necessarily need to vote. We do have a consensus right now, at least on the mayor, and we can do those things. The jobs, I suppose, some of the details, depending on the number of commissioners or uh, whether they're districts or not, might impact You know, whether or not we want to say the mayor has a, a veto power or uh, a couple other things that can be tweaked down the road. But I think that's a good a good way to start. Okay. All right. All right. How about, um, would you all mind if, uh, if Bonnie and I got together, if anyone else wants to join us and kind of lay out a few of these uh, kinds of responsibilities and bring them to you or uh, distribute them so that we can talk about them for our next meeting? Would that be all right, Rachel? Uh, two things. I'd, I'd enjoy working with you two on that. And uh, Robert has had his hand up for quite a while. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think he left it up from before. Oh, okay. No, no, Hugh, I, I took it down and put it back up. If I'm going to hold myself to three-minute comments, one for the previous item being the values, one for this one, uh, if I'm allowed to do that, uh, why don't you wait until we finish this mayor thing? Absolutely. And then we'll then we'll we'll push on. Um, yeah, Jim. Yeah, John uh, Jim Carpenter. Um, in light of the Open Meetings Act, I think what needs to happen is we need to agree if we're going to establish some subcommittees, and those are limited in number, uh, based on the number of people that are on this. And I'll ask. Bobby or Tony to say what the number of the subcommittee, I think it's going to be four with ours, but I'm not entirely positive, but we can set up an, a number of those for different topics. If we want to come back and then have a more in-depth discussion about each of these topics, because 
although we've all voiced an interest in a directly elected mayor, I think we're all at different levels of understanding of what that means. And it would help to have uh, a lot of that information out there and on the table for us to make a better decision on what our final recommendation will be. Also, I think what's important as we go through this, that we are pretty specific about pros and cons on many issues, because what we're doing is ultimately providing a recommendation to the city commission, and which is going to be at a, a meeting or two meetings for to take public comment. And the more information we can provide in that final document, about the pros and cons of different aspects that we talk about, um, that's gonna help the city commissioners because they're all at different levels of understanding of political science <laughs> and governmental structures too. And the public who's ultimately gonna have to vote on this because this is, and I'm just thinking today, we're kind of weaving around just what we wanna talk about and what our structure is gonna be and what our timelines are gonna be. So I think that that uh, we're at a good stage. We're having some interesting discussions already, but I think maybe setting up a couple of subcommittees to help with that process. And I have to agree with you about having some visual um, documents that are available for people to look at that can list pros and cons as was provided to us this week about the mayor and different powers of the mayor. It'd be helpful for for other items we talk about too. So that's anything okay. else right now to help us move along. Thank you, Jim. Uh, this is John Nelbandian. How do the rest of you feel about, we could have two committees, one looking at the mayor and one looking at the, this issue of districts at large, so on and so forth. How do you feel about that? Uh, Rachel? I, I, that's a good idea. Uh, we do need to be aware as, uh, you see, I'm terrible with names. As Jim said, we do need to be aware of the Open Meetings Act and make sure we don't pop over that, that limit. Okay, fine. Sammy? Hi, this is Sammy. Um, I was, so with these subcommittees, would it be like, the, they like investigate this like issue um, a lot and then they present something to the task force as a whole and then we discuss it further or is it like okay or like are they making recommendations to the task force type thing? Um, my sense is that the committee would look at it maybe make a recommendation and bring it to us for the full group for discussion. Okay. Uh, John? Yeah. You know, I would just say that I, I uh, if, if subcommittees are the way the way to go, I support that. I would also just say that um, I think there's a really there's some incredible talent in this group, people who have deep professional expertise studying forms of government. And I'm comfortable kind of responding to the research of either a subcommittee or a, a smaller group of folks who know where to go to find job descriptions for mayors that I don't know where <laughs> to go to. So like, uh, you know, in that classic maybe, uh, high school group project where you got to start with a draft of something and somebody has to do the work of creating that draft. I'm really comfortable being in the space of responding to the work that others put in and wouldn't necessarily need to uh, see myself on a subcommittee. Okay. Um, I mean, it sounds like the subcommittees are, are, uh, I don't hear anybody, anybody. Uh, and we could, this is our right. slide. It's a good way to go. A good okay. Direction. All right, then let's do it. Then, how about two subcommittees? One looking at the mayor, uh, term in office, roles and responsibilities, um, and then someone looking at how we're going to elect the the uh, commissioners. Um, and yeah, and we're going to do that district at large combination ranked choice voting, so on and so forth. That makes, okay. So um, do you want to indicate your preference now or do you wanna just send that to, to me? 
why don't why don't you just send me your preference uh, and then um, I can divide up divide us up into committees oh, why don't we just try now how many people want to be on on the mayor committee one one two <laughs> well two. yeah John my this is Bonnie Johnson. I'm I'm sorry. The the only thing about dividing it into mayor or the the districts is that it's it's not they are so intertwined is that if you if you're interested in representation it may be that more of a directly elected mayor and districts is the right combination. If you're interested in, um, uh, you know, not whereas having representation of different parts of the city isn't as important, then districts aren't part. It's I'm finding it hard to disentangle the two to where that you could have two different subcommittees. Um, I'm I'm not expressing myself real well. It's just. It, it's very difficult to divide those up immediately because there's different combinations that work better for the different values we've talked about. And so I think it'll be hard to do those as two separate committees. Uh, I'm willing to give it a try, but I'm, they, they need to be talking to, the information needs to be talking to each other more. I'm um, afraid. Okay, so here's my thought on that is that if we do have the subcommittees, it will be a way of people educating themselves in a little more efficient manner rather than trying to do it with the whole, with the whole group. I mean, it, it's, it can be complicated like you, like you said. And so uh, it may be that if there's, well, I don't know, Okay, Rachel, did you wanna, did you have your hand up? I, I um, agree with Bonnie that the, the two cannot be separated, but I was looking at the um, mayor more as, let's discuss the roles and responsibilities of the mayor and uh, the, the you know the mayor being elected at large in my opinion um would, you know has you know is a separate election a separate entity and then districts um we would have a representative a commission member uh from each district um all would be nonpartisan but I was looking at the committee for the mayor as, as I said, looking at the, the duties and responsibilities of the mayor. Okay, well, you know, we're going to have to decide how we want to do this, you guys, right? I mean, so how about let's, let's just take an informal, okay? How many of you want subcommittees? How many of you want to go about this in the totality and try to figure out how the heck we're going to do that? How many of you want subcommittees? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four. How many of you want to stay as a single group? One, two, three. Oh. John, if I could. Uh, yeah, Hugh. Hugh Carter. Um, I feel like the the mayor question. I I hear what Eileen was saying as far as maybe we don't need a strict vote on that right now, but we have that consensus. So we're really looking at roles and responsibilities of a mayor, and I feel like that is something that could be very, you know, before the next meeting we could have a list of what those sample roles are that we want to choose from, and that not be as difficult a conversation. I feel like the districts versus not having districts 
Um, and I don't know, uh, you know, that's going to be the probably the the one that's going to require the most work and probably everyone should maybe be a part of the studying and discussion. Um, that, that'd be my thought. So we stay together and spend a little time on, on mayor roles and responsibilities, but probably the biggest focus is figuring out the districts and the type of voting. Okay, then how about um, Bonnie and I and Craig, okay, if we can involve Craig in this, because Craig's been, uh, had experience in a variety of cities uh, with directly elected mayors, I'm sure. Because the idea of not having a directed elected mayor is is really unusual, okay? Um, so if if uh, Bonnie, me, and Craig can come up with a, sort of a profile of the mayor with um, sort of choices, pros and cons, so on and so forth. Uh, and maybe we can bring that back to you next week. I mean, at our next meeting, and then we can figure out, um, uh, then we can move into the, what what uh, you're saying is the most difficult part of it. How does that sound? Sammy, do you want to say something? Or you just oh, vote? This is Sammy. Um, I think that sounds great. Um, one thing, I was wondering too is if we were to like you know take a vote on like some sort of recommendation or things like that could we have that in the agenda or something so then it also gives the public kind of you know an opportunity to weigh in on that before we vote oh uh, that's not a bad idea yeah bobby you taking a note on that one yeah good Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea, Sammy. I mean, you know, I, I'm 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 thinking that we don't we don't want the um, the city commission is going to have a tough enough time making these decisions, mm -hmm. um, and uh, at least we don't want them to have to deal with the issue of. Why didn't the public, why didn't we know more about this going on, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. do you, like, maybe this is something everyone else on the committee has answers to, or is there a way we could, you know, get the word out about this more? Because I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, you know, like, in my everyday life that live in the city don't really know that this is a thing that's going on. And I yeah. think it's something that a lot of people care about. Um, and, you know, obviously we have brilliant minds here, um, but it's only like a select perspective that we're getting, I think sometimes. Um, and so I think, you know, especially as we move further into these conversations about like, you know, deeper in, I think it would be nice to, you know, reach okay. out to parts of the community. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig, can we get something on the city's website? City Manager Craig Owens. Yes. I mean, why don't we do that at least? Anybody else have a suggestion? Uh, um, this is Eileen Horn, and Tony may want to correct me, but I think as long as, so Sammy, if you wanted to reach out to your um, friends and contacts in social oh. media, you could ask, hey guys, we're, we have a meeting, we're discussing this, anybody have any thoughts? As long as all of us don't have a conversation on that platform, then we're okay. So you could, you can collect information from, from the audience that that you want to engage in this conversation, I think, and be safe, right? Okay. Tony, does that, would that work? Uh, City Attorney Tony Wheeler, yes, that is totally permissible. Um, again, as Eileen said, as long as um, a majority of this board doesn't engage in an online discussion or you don't have an email discussion among all of you that the public cannot participate in. But yes, you can communicate through your social media with your network and um, report back. Also, in addition to our website, the City of Lawrence does have a um, Facebook and Twitter, and perhaps our communications team can, um, you know, post these meetings there if they aren't already doing so. Okay, great. Thank you. Good. 
John, this is Eileen Horn. I just want to say I really like I like the direction we're going, which is let's start with the item that we have some good consensus on and some good agreement. And it seems a little less prickly than the others. So I think I think that's a good plan. And I really appreciate um, you and, and Bonnie. Um, and I think there was one more person who volunteered stepping up to kind of bring the best research. I think that would be a great next step on the next meeting. I was looking ahead at our schedule. I wonder if we could book Jamie Shu for the one. So the next one is April 7th. And then I think the next one I have on my calendar is April 19th. Is that something that we could book uh, Jamie Shu to come and give us a presentation about how they would draw the districts and that statute that you referenced, et cetera? Uh, yeah, we can invite him. To the, what did you say, the April 19th meeting? I think that's the next, now somebody double check me, maybe Bobby, but I think I think that's the, the one. So if the 7th is where we um, look at the pros and cons of oh, okay. the directly elected mayor, then the next one after that, it would be probably good to start building up our knowledge and wisdom about um, the the district, the district options. I think okay. you're correct on the date signing. This is Rachel. What did you say, Rachel? I think Eileen was correct on those two dates. Okay. Next one is the seventh, and then that's followed by the nineteenth. Okay. All right. Okay, that's good. All right. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything else? Um. Why don't you give me some idea of how, uh, if you had a chance to take a look at uh, Savara's uh, facilitative mayor, did that resonate with you um, or didn't, didn't really connect with that? I, I read some of it. Um, I, you know, I fell back to when I was in grad school and 30 minutes before the class, I read the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Savara, Savara is uh, well known and respected as a local government scholar. Uh, he also is on the National Civic League Steering Committee uh, to look at the change in the change in the um, in the Model Cities Charter. Um, he's taught at uh, North Carolina State, University of Arizona. He's now um, involved at uh, University of North Carolina. So he's done a lot of work uh, trying to understand the roles of the uh, of the mayor. So I recommend that you take a look at that. Mm -hmm. John, this is John Wilson. I would just say I thought I thought that that uh, the introductory kind of framing paragraph of that article summarized what I've always envisioned a mayor doing and what like why this work um, was interesting to me. Um, that setting a vision, that mobilizing folks, that kind of um, delegating responsibilities, all of that seems right in line with what I was envisioning. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. John, this is Eileen Horn. I might just add that I think that in that matrix on the second page, you know, the current structure we have kind of traps a mayor in those ceremonial roles because they only yes. have a year. So they kind of get stuck in the ribbon cutting, you know, light touch stuff. And I would really love to see someone do those second tier activities around initiating policy, setting a long range vision and like changing the climate of, of how we have discussions and do yes. this work. And so I feel like the directly like one of the major advantages I see of a directly elected mayor is that we free them up and we give them enough time to get to that deeper level of leadership. And um, so that was super helpful the way it was laid out. Thank you for providing it. Yeah, you know what else I think also is that having a directed elected mayor would mean that we would have uh, people contesting that uh, position Okay, and so they would have to have a campaign that in effect said, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm in favor of X, Y, and Z. And they would come into office with a four-year term and 
with some, you know, agenda. And whether or not they could convince the rest of the council to work on that agenda, I don't know, but that's part of the political skill. Okay. So the, so the process itself of electing a directly elected mayor for four years would have those kind of benefits. I actually wrote those down somewhere. Okay. Um, let's see. Robert, did you have anything more that you would like to add? Uh, Serge, you're going to give me the opportunity to talk. I'm going to take it. Absolutely. Um, first <laughs> off, I want to—I I didn't say this earlier in my haste to get my points across in three minutes, but I want to thank everybody uh, for taking on this challenge. Uh, I think it's hugely important. I know other people who aren't represented here think it's hugely important. And this is an opportunity that may only come by once every two generations. So thank you for taking on this challenge uh, in support of our city. Uh, I've been taking a lot of notes. I'm going to save them. Uh, probably for the next meeting. Um, I would like to find out uh, from um, Bobby Walfel uh, who's going to be on those subcommittees. I've got some input. I've been scratching some stuff on my whiteboard up here. It's backwards, so you can't really see it. But um, I, I think there's a lot of pros and cons to whatever uh, whatever system and systems that we that you determine. Um, what I would say, though, is that it, it is not going to get any kind of uh, at-large support from the community if, as, as Jim Carpenter mentioned, we don't have good staff, staff work, staff research behind it. Uh, so I'll, I'll just stop there. But, but the conversation has been great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Um, I will, let's see, I did take some notes from the last meeting. And when we were talking about directly elected nonpartisan mayor, I wrote down more focus on issues in the campaign, continuity, sustained interest, focus on longer term issues, more accountability makes clear who residents want as the mayor and single elected spokesperson for the city. So um, I think that's not, that's what I inferred from our conversation last, last week. Okay, that's why I thought we kind of were there. Okay, um, any any final thoughts before we adjourn? Okay, then um, I will communicate with uh, Bonnie and Craig, and we will see if we can come up with some lists pros and cons of different kinds of roles and responsibilities for you try to get that out before the next meeting and then we as a whole group will talk about it in the next meeting okay, okay? John. all right uh so i guess oh we need a motion to adjourn you carter i'd move to adjourn john wilson i'll second that okay so Hugh Carter and John Wilson moved and seconded for the adjournment. Um, uh, how about we just raise our hands here? All in favor, raise your hand, say aye, aye. raise raise your, you know, whatever. Aye. Okay, bye-bye, see you all. Thank you, John. Thank you, John.